Our philosophy here on Two Teas in a Pod is to present English in its most natural form. What this means is that sometimes a few bad words might slip through the net. This episode contains some adult language. Welcome to the podcast, Two Teas in a Pod. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Two Teas in a Pod. Welcome back to Two Teas in a Pod. Hey, Katie. Hey, Tim. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back with another episode uh, from another book club episode. Yep. Of the Thursday Murder Club. By Richard Osman. Indeed. Um, so in the last episode, mm-hmm. we, we were, just finished. We had just finished. Chapter yeah. 31. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And in the last chapter, um, we were um, ta- in- we were in Joyce's living room mm-hmm. talking to Chris Hudson, DCI Chris Hudson. And they were, the Thursday Murder Club were kind of, I guess, interrogating him for information on the case. Yeah, they tricked him into giving them more information by sitting him on her tiny little sofa and then... Making him very uncomfortable. And then giving him his own chair and making him feel very (laughs) comfortable and bowing down to him like he was an amazing person (laughs) so that he gave them more information. And they'd given him a big binder, a big book of the financial records of Ian Ventham's mm-hmm. um, companies, which they got from somewhere. Um, so that they're giving him some information in exchange for more information more in the information. future, hopefully. It was, an, it was a spy exchange, basically. Exactly. And then at the very uh, very end of that chapter, Jason Ritchie arrives, mm. who's uh, one of the key players in this story. Yeah, because his photo, there was a photo of him, was left um, at the crime scene. Indeed. Dun, dun, dun. So we start off with chapter 32. Mm-hmm. We've got um, Chris and Jason have gone outside to take a, to get, but Chris wants, basically wants a, a, a photo of Jason because he's very famous. Yeah, exactly. He wants to have a photo with him to show off to his mates, but also they want to get him outside so they can question him away from the Thursday murder club. So it's kind of, Maybe, I don't know, maybe Chris is more interested in the photo. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. It's kind of. Um, I think it's, it does seem, does seem keen. Yeah. Um, and we get a bit of background on Jason Richie's career. So mm-hmm. he was a very successful boxer. Yeah. In the 80s, right? Uh, 80s and early 90s, 80s I think. 80s and early 90s. Yeah. Um, but then he wasn't very clever with his money. Yeah, he there was some problems with his managers and a lot of his money's in Estonia. Estonia. I think it sounds like like his managers stole some of his money for yeah. him. There's some dodgy goings on, so yeah. he should be richer than he is. Than he is. So as a result, he uh, kind of has a few lost years. He had we his think that's wilderness where he years. Maybe got involved with Tony Curran and the wrong crowd. The wrong crowd. So maybe that was when the photo was taken, because in the photo it's him, Tony Curran, and Bobby Tanner in a pub with a big pile of money, a big pile of cash on the table. Indeed. So this is his last few years. But then after those wilderness years, those few years... Um, he kind of finds a second yeah. second fame mm-hmm. through, um, well, basically through reality TV, right? Because well, being in films first. What? So it's his film career. Okay. Yeah, playing... Um, 
washed up boxes. So yeah. washed up boxes meaning like old boxes who aren't at the peak of their powers anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's also in Big Brother. Yeah. He dates someone from um he dates a celebrity. Yeah. So he's back in the public eye and exactly. earning money that way. Not at the peak of his fame of starring in films anymore, but constantly on TV and they're saying he's going to be famous forever now. Yeah. He's like a national treasure. National treasure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's got a catchphrase as well, which is... I duck I and I dive is. and I always survive. I duck and I dive and I always survive. Yeah. And that's so. pointed out by Donna that that's a stupid catchphrase. Because he didn't always survive because he lost his last fight and got knocked out. So. <laughs> Um, so they, they show him the photo. Yeah. And, um, do Thursday Murder Club know about the photo? They do, don't they? I don't know. I don't think they do yet. Oh, okay. Um, right. yeah. A bit more about that later on. So Jason kind of says, oh, I, I don't really remember this. It says, um. I don't think he acts, he doesn't act suspiciously. He sort of brushes it off. He sort of. But then I think they pick up on it a bit. It says. When when they ask him after that, you have a drink in the Black Bridge, Jason, which is the pub where the photo was taken. Yeah. And it says, Jason misses just the slightest beat, like a tiny pause, as if a punch has slipped through, but won't again. So they like a tiny little pause that maybe as good police detectives, they could be like, ooh. Ooh. mm, What was that little pause The shutters went down there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I I thought it was quite funny that Donna... After after Jason goes goes back inside to see his mm-hmm. dad, uh, Donna calls Chris out for being a bit cockney. Yeah, <laughs> and he starts saying his teas again. Yeah, exactly. So Guilty. cockney, the East East London accent. Typically, you don't pronounce your teas, so you say guilty, guilty instead of guilty. Yeah. Um, yeah, and she says that the whole time he was speaking to Jason, he wasn't pronouncing any of his T's, so he was like changing his accent <laughs> to appear really cool. Cockney. Yeah, and obviously uh, Donna's from South London, so she knows she's familiar with the accent, so she's making fun of him a bit. Yeah, and then just as they're about to leave, mm-hmm. Elizabeth and Joyce rush after them uh, yeah. with the premise of giving them leftover cake. Yeah, exactly. And there's an, another thing that happens just before that. Um, is that Jason says to Donna, oh, that was a good photo. I want you to send it to me. And Jason gives oh, yeah. Donna his number. That's true. And she's like, um, that's the oldest trick in the book. He's just trying to he's give trying me... He's trying to get my number. Yeah, he's trying to get my number because he wants to go on a date with me or whatever. So yeah. she's like, oh, she knows exactly what he's doing. And she, she says to Chris, don't worry, he won't get my number or that photo. Ooh. So she's very streetwise, Donna. She is. She knows what's happening. She's got street smarts. Yeah. And then it ends with Joyce saying, "Hey, but you better not drive, Chris, because there were lots of vodka in the cake." Because <laughs> <laughs> Chris is another drive thing away. to let him open up, I guess. Exactly. So they've like laced his cake with vodka, and they played all these tricks on him. It's very <laughs> clever. Very clever. It's a funny chapter. It is. Um, the next chapter. Mm-hmm. Chapter 33. So we're with Anthony, uh, the hairdresser. Anthony's the hairdresser. And they're in the willows talking Which to Penny. The, um, like the infirmary, hospice? The hospice. So Penny is Elizabeth's old friend who used to be in the Thursday Murder Club. Um, but now she's uh, very ill and basically 
is unresponsive in yeah. bed. But Elizabeth goes and speaks to her and tells her everything about all the cases. Um, and we find out that Anthony comes and does her hair every week. For free. For free. Because he's Very nice sweet. like that. And he likes a gossip. Exactly. And again, he's talking about like, oh, yeah, Tony Curran's death. I heard they shot up the whole house. Yeah, yeah I and heard Elizabeth it was the mafia. Like, no, no, no. If they shot up the whole house, where are the bullet holes? Mm-hmm. So she's kind of throwing a bucket of water on that yeah. on that gossip. It's like every time, the, the, by the time the story gets to Anthony, it's like got more and more elaborate and more and more wild. Yeah. So um, there was a funny line there that um, Anthony's unplugging his curling tongs. So he's finished doing her hair and he says, one of these days I'm going to unplug you by mistake, Penny. You've got to say that in a more of a camp way. Oh, one of these days I'm going to unplug you, Penny. That's better. That's great. That's, that's the one. <laughs> um, because Penny's on life support, obviously. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he could accidentally pull out the wrong plug and Awkward. kill her. Um, yeah. Gives you an idea of Anthony's sense of humor. <laughs> but we get some important information from John. Yeah, Penny's John, who doesn't say very much. Yeah, he's just sitting next to Penny's bed all the time. But he's got some important information that might help the case. What is it, Katie? So he starts um, talking about um, the TV show he's been watching, mm-hmm. Escape to the Country. Mm-hmm. Um, he sort of rambles on about that for a little while. And then he says, but it's funny because... That starts at exactly 3 p.m. or finishes exactly 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. And that's and then I stood up and looked out the window and I saw Ian Bentham's car yeah. leaving at exactly 3 p.m. Yeah. Um, so on the knows. day of Tony Curran's murder. Yeah. So they know, just thought that might be useful for you to know that yeah. I know the exact time that he left. Know exactly where he was at that time. Yes. He was in his car. He's in his car. Mm-hmm. Um... So it's a useful bit of information. Indeed. And, and Elizabeth's a bit, is a bit uh, shocked that John is speaking so much. And yeah. she, she says um, he's coming out of his shell recently. Yeah. So he's becoming a bit more confident, mm-hmm. a bit less shy. Yeah, exactly. It's a good expression to come out of your shell. Mm-hmm. Um, a nice little expression there as well. So they're talking about the TV show. So this Escape to the Country is like a, Daytime TV show about people who live houses. in the city looking for a big house in the country and deciding whether or not they're going to buy it. One of these classic yeah. city TV shows. Um, and Penny says, well, John watches it uh, with the sound down <laughs> because it's not really Penny's It's not really Penny's thing. thing. She's on life support. Yeah, she probably can't hear. Probably can't hear anything. <laughs> but he's still... But he, he just watches it on mute. He still watches it on mute because <laughs> it's not. she doesn't really like that sort of thing. It's no. not her sort of thing. It's not her sort of thing. Um, which is quite funny. And then uh, chapter 34, we flash back to Donna, mm-hmm. who's getting ready for a date. Exactly. And she's doing her her makeup in the mirror. Yeah. When all of a sudden a text from Elizabeth arrives. Mm-hmm. And it just says, what time did Tony Curran die? Yeah. Straight away. Yeah. No high, no nothing. No nothing. So Donna... Donna says, maybe ask how I am. Share a bit of gossip before asking for a favour. And sign <laughs> off with a kiss. Soften me up a bit. And a kiss. <laughs> and then Elizabeth, what does Elizabeth say in response? She says, how are you, Donna? Mary Lennox has just had a new great-granddaughter, but she's worried about her granddaughter. She's worried her granddaughter has been having an affair because the husband has a very prominent chin and there's nowhere to be seen. 
chin. The baby doesn't have this chin. What time was Tony Curran killed? Kiss. It's <laughs> <laughs> very funny. So follow the instructions to the letter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it turns out that Tony Curran was killed at 3.32 mm-hmm. because he, as he fell, his Fitbit got smashed. Yeah, exactly. But I don't think that's how Fitbits work. Well, if you smash it on when you fall on the ground, then you just it just be smashed. Well, it's maybe not like they, an analog clock. I don't know. Maybe they reactivated a, it. I think that's a clock, a plot hole. Ooh, well, you'll have to take it up with the author. We find out a little bit more about um, Elizabeth. How much of a, a text speak Elizabeth knows? <laughs> so she find out that she's learned lol, lol, laugh out loud, um, and so Donna. Is like I want to put her to the test. Yeah, and just takes back WTF. WTF? What the fuck? What the fuck? Um, But Elizabeth doesn't know that expression. She (laughs) says, "I'm afraid I don't know WTF. I only discovered LOL from Joyce last week. I'm going to assume that it doesn't refer to the Warsaw Transit Facility, as that was shut down in 1981 when the Russians came sniffing." (laughs) So more information about uh, Elizabeth's past as a spy. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Um, So. The expression is, uh, this has clearly foxed Elizabeth, mm-hmm. meaning this is too smart for Elizabeth. Yeah, it's, it's outsmarted her. her. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. to fox someone. To it's fox a good someone. expression. Because yeah. foxes are very clever. And foxes are very cunning and clever cunning. animals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it can be a verb, to fox someone. Um, and then Donna responds, uh, trying to send the Russian flag back to her. <laughs> But accidentally sends the Chinese flag. Chinese flag. <laughs> and, uh, it was a funny chapter. Exactly. It's very good. Uh, um, and it ends with her saying, well, I don't know what a Fitbit is either, but thank you. So, <laughs> Elizabeth's learning lots about the modern Elizabeth's world. Elizabeth's learning lots. Mm-hmm. Getting updated. So, chapter 35, we are back in Joyce's diary. And it's her perspective of Chris and Donna's visit to the Thursday Murder Club the other day. And Joyce suspects something isn't right with Elizabeth and Stephen because she's been inviting them for dinner. And Elizabeth keeps going, oh, yes, of course. But she gets the idea that they're never going to come over for dinner. So We know why, though. We know why, because um, Stephen has dementia and Elizabeth's sedating him and trying to hide his symptoms because yeah. she's worried that they're going to take him away from her. Yeah. Um, but Joyce is starting to suspect something that... We also find out that Karen Playfair is coming to Cooper's Chase to give a talk about tablets and computers. Karen Playfair is the daughter of the farmer who owns the land. Oh yeah, above that, that Ian Ventham's trying to yeah buy. So he's trying to he's trying to to give it to him, and he's using Karen trying to trying to charm and seduce Karen. Ugh, he's such a slimy character, isn't he? Yeah, to convince her dad to sell the land but her dad's like not not really interested mm-hmm. but she's also a, we know she's a computer expert or an IT specialist mm-hmm. um, so she is coming to give a talk to the the people the old people at Cooper's Chase about tablets and the internet and my mum does that my mum volunteers ah, nice. helping um, people um, to use tablets and things oh brilliant and teaching them how computers to and things. connect yeah nice. it's really cool how does she find it how does she find it how does, does she enjoy the experience yeah she thinks it's great yeah. she's 
this was her job. She was always a, a trainer. So oh, nice. This is uh, just a, right up her street. Cool. Yeah, very helpful to the older people. Mm-hmm. There's a funny joke about the old people uh, and tablets. So getting confused, thinking that tablets are the pills that they have to take. So they have to <laughs> set, put out another advert for the course saying, no, 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 we're not talking about tablets, pills and medicine. We're it's talking not medication. About iPads and things like that. Okay. <laughs> Um, there's a nice expression here, which is to take the plunge. So, um, Joyce is saying, when I was putting the hoover around after the police had gone, the hoover meaning the vacuum cleaner, Elizabeth said she thought I would get on with a Dyson, a Dyson, like a very expensive type of vacuum cleaner. Mm -hmm. But I said, I didn't think so. Not at my age, but perhaps I should take the plunge. So maybe take the risk, the the risk, risk. make a big change, go for it, take the plunge, meaning like jump into a pool of water for yeah. example that's that is exactly what that implies mm-hmm. exactly so it's a short chapter lots of the chapters in this episode are quite short so moving on to 36 what have we got in 36 katie so um we've got home donna's got home after her date i think it was quite disappointing mm-hmm. um this guy is called gregor and mm-hmm. he's a bit of an idiot really um, he talked, he's reminded me a little bit of Ian. He talks a lot about his, um, himself. His protein shakes. Yeah. Because um, he's, he's a personal trainer. Oh yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. And they just had a salad for dinner. Yeah, he only nibbled a salad. Nibbled a salad. Yeah. Blech. Um, um, oh, I like salad. I didn't mean blech to that. I meant blech to just nibbling a salad. What? Yeah. Eat the whole salad. Eat the whole salad. Um, and he doesn't believe in books. <laughs> yeah. Or TV. Yeah. I think it has a long explanation about why he doesn't like TV. It's all very boring. Sounds like a very boring... Very boring guy. ...person. And Donna's like obviously got these questions that she asks on dates. She goes on lots of... The, I think it's a Tinder date. She's on like an yeah. online dating app. And um, so she obviously asks all the all the men she meets um, set questions to understand what they're like. And she says... She asked him who his favourite author was and she's got an acceptable, an acceptable answer would be Harlan Coburn... Kurt Vonnegut or any woman <laughs> <laughs> and then when Gregor says that he didn't believe in books she's like oh god and then he says guy? you only learn you can only learn in this life through having experiences and keeping your mind open and then she asks him well if you don't believe in books that's not having an open mind and then he says well I think you rather proved my point there Donna no. she's like what what <laughs> makes shut up sense. Gregor you tit yeah it's quite funny. Yeah. And we learn about Donna's ex, Carl. Um, she ran away in a frightened huff. Yeah, exactly. What do, What do you think that means? A frightened... I mean, a, a huff is like to be annoyed or angry with someone. Yeah. And um, But a frightened huff? What well, was frightening her? Well, maybe she was like thinking, you know, this is going to be a life partner or whatever. Oh, I see. Like she was frightened of the commitment. Yeah, and then not they... frightened of him. Yeah, I don't think okay. frightened of him. Right, um, right, right, right. But she, they were living. They were they were going out in London, and then she ran away from London to this to Fairhaven, this little country town. Mm. After they broke up. Um, now she seems to be stalking him on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know. Um, Following his new girlfriend following as well. Following his new girlfriend, then, but then posting her own things like "I'm on a date." Yeah, with a personal trainer. Hmm. Mm, so she's trying to uh, 
make, him, know, jealous. make him jealous, I guess, yeah. online. Mm-hmm. So using, presenting, what everybody does, presenting a different... Yeah, like, different reality. Reality on Instagram then, because she didn't actually like this guy, but she's like, oh, yeah. I'm on a date with a personal trainer. Because she knows that boys are, or men are only jealous of good looks. So she's, obviously, Greg was quite good looking, so... Um, and she realizes that she's been taking out her frustration about her, the end of her relationship on, in her job. So she admits to having hit a shoplifter. So she caught a thief, um, (laughs) recently and knows that she hit him quite hard on the leg to stop him running away. (laughs) And maybe it's taking her frustration about her love life out on him. Oh dear Donna. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Even though she took the photo and put it on Instagram. She's still thinking about ways she's going to kill Gregor. Yeah, that's what she spent the whole day <laughs> fantasizing about different ways to kill him. As he went on about not watching TV or not reading books. Yeah. And she said um, she'd settled on injecting a dough ball with cyanide, so poisoning a ball of bread. Yeah. But then she's like, oh, actually, he doesn't eat any carbs. He doesn't, so I can't get him to eat any carbohydrates. So it wouldn't work. It's not going to work. But then we have a twist. She's not at home. Where is she? She's in Gregor's bed. Mm. What? So, you know. The implication is they've just had sex. Yeah, because she says she puts her clothes back on. So Gregor's good for something. <laughs> oh, I got there in the end. Yeah. There's no talking during sex, is there? Well, yeah. Where he, you know, he may not be the most intellectual guy, but, you know, he's a personal trainer. Everyone's got their needs. Yes. And then she's not staying the night. Yeah, she looks at his posters on the wall of a Ferrari. I can't remember what the other one is. She's like, Ferrari and a, like a... The, um, the Dalai Lama Dalai or something. Dalai Lama and the Ferrari. He's like, like, Jesus, I cannot stay here any longer and speak to this guy. So she's deciding, who, 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 what should I do now? Who should I call? She's got two options. She wants to go for a drink. Yeah. Either with her boss, Chris. Yeah. Which I thought was very interesting. Or... And watch uh, Narcos with him. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, to talk, talk about, about it, right? Narcos. Yeah, to talk about. And Narcos. then, or have, give Elizabeth a ring and speak mm-hmm. about the folder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So those are her two options, and we find out at the beginning of chapter thirty-seven which option she chooses. Which option does she choose? She's Katie? called Elizabeth, man. Yeah, of course she does. Do you think she has like? Okay, you've read the whole book. Don't tell me any spoilers. But do they end up together, Chris and Donna? You'll have to wait and see. Okay, I think there might be some, the implication is there may be some feelings developing. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway. Also some feelings developing of a different kind with Elizabeth, right? She's seeing, seeing that she's, she's like a mother figure to her. She talks about it quite a bit in this chapter, yeah. like listening to her. She likes Bedtime listening to story her. Bedtime story and things. Yeah. So um, it's like quarter past ten. Yeah, this is so funny. <laughs> Donna's like, sorry, did I wake you? And Elizabeth is pretending not to have been asleep. She's like, no, not too late at all. BC Defritas, nearly dropping the phone receiver in the darkness and blindly struggling to switch on the bedside light. I was just watching a Morse, watching a, a detective show. <laughs> a detective show. show. She's trying to appear cool and like, no, I don't go to bed at 10 o'clock at night. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, so... Um, this this folder of financial records mm-hmm. that she's given Donna, um, she said to call her for help. So yeah. this is indeed the the call for help. And she admits um, that she's deliberately made the folder very complicated, complicated enough that they would definitely need. They'd have to involve her. Yeah, it's very clever. <laughs> 
So uh, Elizabeth has found a motive for Ian killing Tony, which is mm-hmm. basically that. Well, what is it? I didn't. I skimmed over that because I was like, oh, numbers. But... Oh well, Tony, because they did the original development of Cooper's Chase. Seventy-five uh, percent for Ian, twenty-five percent for Tony. Right. So Tony owns owned 25% of Cooper's Chase Mm -hmm. and then he was thinking he was under the impression that the new development would be the same that was their deal 75% Ian 25% Tony Mm -hmm. Um, and that's contractually what it would have been Uh, but Ian changed the contract just a couple of days before Tony's death and cut him out of it bastard yeah Um, because he wants to bring in Bogdan his plan was to bring in Bogdan to replace Tony and not pay Bogdan as much. Um, so, and then they'll say he'll save even more money and the money will finally buy the Playfair's land as well. Yeah. And it'll be worth even more. And that's why Ian's cut him out because the total would be uh, £12.25 million. Pounds. Whoa! Yeah. And that, after Tony's death, we also know that all of the shares have come back to Ian. Yeah. So exactly. Ian now owns everything. Yeah. So he's earned £12.25 million pounds from Tony's death. So it's a clear motive for killing him. It's a lot of money. Dun, dun, dun. So, you know, all the more reason to investigate Ian because they've got a clear reason. Yeah. But then Donna, we know, learn that Donna is particularly clever and perceptive. What, is she, what does she admit She knows that, she, that she's woken Elizabeth up. Yeah. And she also knows that despite Elizabeth trying to hide it, mm-hmm. that all of this information has come from Joyce's daughter, Joanna. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, Elizabeth said that Ron found the, found the documents in a skip, like in a bin. Um, but Donna said, no, I know that you've got this information from... Yeah, <laughs> Such a sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. So we've got some nice expressions here. What's the first one, KT? So um, who says this? I'm not blowing my own trumpet. Uh, uh, I think it's Elizabeth. Okay. So Venton wouldn't let you anywhere near some of them, so I'm not blowing my own trumpet, but even so. Blowing my own trumpet means to make. I'm not trying to make myself sound good. Yeah, to blow your own trumpet is to be like, I'm amazing. I'm amazing. Yeah. Praise yourself. Yes. I mean, normally we say, I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but... but. <laughs> and then you blow your own trumpet and yeah. say how amazing you are. Exactly. Um, it's a nice expression. Um, Ron, what is a skip? A skip is... Um, Ron found the files in the skip. A skip is a big bin. Big bin, normally used for construction. So if you're yeah. having your house renovated, you hire a big metal bin that you put outside to throw all the rubbish in. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's a common thing. Criminals always say, oh, where did you find this? Oh, I found it in a skip. Like, no, really? You probably stole it. Is that not? It's fallen off the back of a yeah, lorry? Yeah, it's another, another oh, one of okay. those. Yeah. There's also a thing called skip diving. Yeah. So you if you, you just go around and steal things from skips. Yeah. You technically need permission to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. From the owner of the skip. Because the skip companies make lots of money off the stuff they that's do. from the skip. They I do, worked man. a summer in a skip company. Picking out all the bits God, of you're so you're such a diverse background. <laughs> Picking out all the bits of scrap metal, all the bits of copper and things, right. and then they sell that on stuff like that. Well, that's that's good that they do that. Yeah. Um, a lucky break. Amazing what you can find. A lucky break for us all. So a lucky so break just means a piece of good luck. Yeah, a bit of good luck, lucky event. Mm-hmm. And then 
the real golden goose. Mm-hmm. They're talking about buying the Playfair's land, mm-hmm. and that is the real golden goose is the the real valuable yeah. thing. A source of lots about. of money. Right? That's from my children and children's story, right? Can't remember which golden goose. The golden goose the, is no, the, the goose, goose that lays, that lays golden, golden eggs. eggs. So it's like a source of constant money revenue. Yeah. So the golden goose. Indeed. So okay. chapter thirty-eight, the murder car, <laughs> the murder club, mm-hmm. is uh, in Ibrahim's car. Yeah. So they know that <laughs> somebody they want to test to see if it's possible to get from Cooper's Chase to Tony Curran's house in thirty-two minutes. Yeah. Because we know it was at he left at three. Yeah. And we know Tony died at three thirty-two. Exactly. So they're testing out. Um, Ibrahim's driving at 29 miles an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Ibrahim's old. He's very careful. Yeah. And so he's driving very slowly. He is. He Um, made sure everyone went to the toilet before they left. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's got snacks. Yeah, Ron and Joyce are in the back having snacks. (laughs) It's really funny. Um, And yeah, and obviously Elizabeth's saying, well, this is pointless. This is moot, meaning it's pointless if you're driving this slowly. Yes. Um, because we're not really testing if it's possible. And Ian Ventham wouldn't drive at 29 miles an hour. No. In his Range Rover, he would be shooting around that. Shooting around, and... completely ignoring all the speed limits. Exactly. Um, and then Ibrahim says, well, if I crash on a sharp bend, the exercise will also be moot. So it'll be a pointless exercise if we crash the car and die because we won't learn that either. Yeah. Learn anything either. We also discover that the reason Abraham's driving is because Ron can't drive anymore. Yeah. And Elizabeth only has the license for a tank. <laughs> she can only drive a tank. She can drive a tank, exactly. So more information about um, her past. And, and the main reason is... <laughs> I thought this was funny. Abraham is the only one that knows how to work the sat-nav. Exactly. <laughs> Sat- yeah. Satellite navigation. Exactly, the GPS. Um <laughs> So, yeah, he's, he knows how it works, so he knows how to program it, so he has to drive. A couple of expressions. She really could play fast and loose with the official Secrets Act at times, talking about Elizabeth revealing that she has a fully valid tank license. So to play fast and loose with the rules, for example, is to break the rules or bend the, the rules. Bend the rules, be a bit flexible. Be flexible with the rules. Bend them okay. when you want, when, mm-hmm. bend them to your will. Play fast and loose just means, yeah, that. Um, what's the other expression, Katie? Um, when uh, they're talking about going, did did he make it in time to to Tony Curran's house to kill him? Mm-hmm. If he couldn't, then they were barking up the wrong tree, which yeah. means they were looking in the wrong direction. This exactly. is not where the answer is, mm-hmm. to bark up the wrong tree. I guess it comes from, like, if you imagine there's two trees and there's a bird hang, hiding in one of them, and a dog is barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The bird's in the other tree. The bird's in the tree, mate. It. Yeah. yeah. I love that expression, to bark up the wrong tree. It is a good one. So maybe Anything dog-related. I don't know, if your friends, someone's stolen something from you, for example, or someone's eaten your last cake, and you're like, hey, did you eat my cake? No, 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 you're barking up the wrong tree. It was... <laughs> it was Ben. It was Ben. Ben always eats all the cakes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's going to have fun editing this one. Yeah. Speaking of cake, in chapter 39... Nice link. Uh, we found out we're back in the police office, uh, police station and mm-hmm. Chris has uh, bought donuts for everyone. Donuts for everyone. They're doing <laughs> brisk business. The donuts are... 
being eaten very quickly. Mm-hmm. Is that, does it say that in the text? Yeah, I think it says the, the Krispy Kremes from the garage and they are doing brisk business. Oh, which means they're very popular. Yeah, they're being eaten very quickly. Mm. Um, so they're, they're chatting with all of the... Um, it's a big meeting, isn't it? It's yeah, about his, the case. his team. So they've got everyone there together discussing the progress on the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got some of them looking at the phone records, some of them looking for driving license things. Or Someone different... looking at traffic cameras, yeah. I think. Yeah. Mm. So we find out that Donna, uh, after speaking to Elizabeth, went straight over to Chris's um, to talk to him about Ian's money. Um, so gave him all the information that Elizabeth had given him about how much the motive and how much money Ian's going to make from the, um, well, made from Tony Karen's death. And then they watched... Narcos season two, the first episode. And drank red wine. Drank some red wine. Ooh. So, yeah, the team are looking at the registration numbers, trying to figure out where Ian's car was. Mm -hmm. They're also investigating the third person in the photo. Bobby Tanner. Bobby Tanner. Yeah. So they've looked in, they've traced him to Amsterdam, but he seems to have disappeared after Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Seems like a bit of a dodgy guy. Yeah, I mean, Amsterdam's definitely. also a very suspicious place. Yeah, definitely. He ran away to Amsterdam, but then he disappeared. Mm. Um, we also know that uh, by Tony Curran's phone records, he got three phone calls from something called a burner phone, mm-hmm. which is a phone that you use once and throw away. Yeah, exactly. Like a cheap Nokia or something. Mm-hmm. So on the morning of his murder, three phone calls that he didn't answer from the same number. Someone. Who was that? Um, interesting insight into Chris's uh, management style as well. One of the one of the police uh, oh, yeah. detectives puts up her name with something, and he says, "Yes, DS Grant." Says Chris, taking a punt on her name, just guessing. He doesn't know name. her name. Doesn't know her name. There's another thing he says, Kate something. I think earlier on, DS Kate something. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. he just guesses, and she's a uh, DS Granger, not DS Grant. <laughs> not DS. Like, he, he's thinking so close thanks Chris <laughs> there are too many officers on this team there's <laughs> <laughs> not even that many officers yeah Ugh. Um, and this whole time uh, the uh, murder club have been texting Donna yeah <laughs> so she's like their secret agent on the team <laughs> that they're getting information from and Elizabeth is like good luck with the meeting yeah she is definitely acting like a mum and she says that they saw Chris buying the donuts, so they know what's yeah, going on in the meeting. They know they're happening. eating donuts. Tell us all the information. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of expressions here. Talking about Bobby Tanner in Amsterdam. They know that Bobby was working for some scousers. People from Liverpool. Yeah. So scousers. the Beatles are all scousers. They're all scousers, yeah. After he did a runner, so to do a runner is to run away to escape. Mm-hmm. You can do a runner from a restaurant mm-hmm. and you run away without paying. Run away paying. without pay. Yeah. Do a runner. Have you ever done that? Uh, once in France. <gasps> we were trying to pay, but yeah. the waiter was ignoring us. We oh. were in uh, in the Alps skiing. Really? And they sent uh, a ski ninja after us. They sent like... <laughs> the the <laughs> restaurant, because it was a restaurant up, up the mountain. Yeah. And they've got someone who they send after. If you try and do that, they run, they ski after you super fast and they track you down. And I paid for what I had, but my mate had had a whole well, lasagna and only left 10 euros and it was supposed to be 15 euros or something. Oh, I see. It was and five they went euros after short. him and caught Give him. Give me that five euros. Give me that five euros. So okay, I tried to do a runner. Very scary. 
Um, and then another one, it'd be nice to chat to him, rule him out at least, mm-hmm. which means to rule him out of the investigation, meaning to... Cross his name cross off the, his list, name of off the list of suspects. Yeah. Indeed. Rule somebody out. And then Good. we have um, the final chapter, the final chapter, chapter 40. Which poses a lot of questions. It's a very short chapter. It's only like two paragraphs, yeah. less than a page. About Bernard. Bernard. Cottle. Oh, Bernard, sorry. Bernard is probably an American American, I think, yeah. Bernard. He sat on a bench. Mm-hmm. And this is who I thought was a spy in the last episode. But mm-hmm. it's not. It's Bernard on a bench. Bernard on his bench. Um and he's been doing his he's been reading the Daily Express and doing the puzzles mm-hmm. and he's been um, he saw the murder club go off looking in their mm-hmm. in their car looking very happy yeah and he says what does he say like he's gone too far inside himself yeah he knows he's out of reach even to Joyce Bernard is not going to be saved and he doesn't deserve to be saved what's the secret what's Bernard done what have you done Bernard Bernard he obviously feels very bad about something. Yeah. Um, yeah, he saw them leaving and he wishes he was in the, he was in the car with them because they seem to be having such a nice time. Yeah, and he really wants to be with Joyce because yeah. she makes everyone happy. Mm-hmm. But instead, he will stay here on the hill where he sits every day and wait for what's to come. Which is what? What's Do you think coming? he maybe killed his wife? <gasps> I hope not. Did he kill the nun? <gasps> maybe that's why he sat there. He obviously feels bad about something. Feels- do you think he's killed someone? Well, we'll have to wait and see. Okay. That's a nice place to leave it. It is. For this episode. Uh, if you haven't read ahead, why don't you send us a little comment? Leave us a little comment. What do you think Bernard's done? <laughs> he could have killed a nun. He might have... <laughs> might da, 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 da. Killed yeah. his wife. Mm-hmm. Stolen something. Lots of different things. What other things are illegal? Mm-hmm. Mm, well, smuggled drugs. Yeah. Plenty of things are illegal. Yeah, plenty of things. <laughs> anyway, thanks very much for listening along. Hope you're enjoying the book. Yep. And tune in next time as we continue reading. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the podcast. Two teas in a pod. Welcome to the podcast. Two teas in a pod. Thanks a lot for listening to the show. Just like to thank everyone involved in the Two Teas in a Pod team, specifically Ben Ward, our wonderful producer for recording and editing all of the episodes. Also, Mark Wilding for designing our logo and all our branding. Um, Lisa Marie Court, Bernice Ray, Vicky Milena, and our own Katie Wright for singing our jingles. And all you lovely listeners for listening along. And of course, to the wonderful Katie Wright, my wonderful co-host. Bye!